Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. And that includes even this morning. Again, just some scattered clouds with mostly sunny skies coming your way for the afternoon. Temperatures will be rising into the mid-50s. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. Right now, you're waking up to a bit of a chill, 33 degrees. Georgetown, 29. Bowie, Thursday morning, 30. In Leesburg, we're at 30 straight up and holding in our nation's capital, where the time now on WTOP is 3.59. You're listening to WTOP. Washington's news, traffic, and weather station. WTOP News. News. Facts matter. Look at Thursday morning, 1st of February, 2024. I'm Dean Lane. Welcome in. Coming up this early morning in the 4 a.m. hour for you on WTLP. The collapse of a large private hangar breaking this morning at the airports in Boise, Idaho, has killed at least three people. A teenager sentenced after killing her friend over sweet and sour sauce. It's still not enough. I'm Heather Gustafson. House passes a bipartisan tax bill this week that expands the child tax credits also. Body-worn camera video shows last week's deadly police shooting on North Capitol Street. I'm Dick Iuliano. What some of the potential future owners of the Baltimore Orioles are saying about a deal to buy the team. I'm Mike Marilla. It's 4 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Progressive Insurance. I'm Christopher Cruz. Californians are already getting what could be several days of heavy rain. Some areas could get 10 to 12 inches. KEYT-TV reporter Mina Wahab is in Santa Barbara. Sunday through Tuesday is expected to be the most intense part of the storm. Those traveling through the mountains during this time are encouraged to think about alternative routes, since there is also potential for significant landslides, mudslides, and debris flows. High surf is predicted to bring about 20-foot waves and could impact coastal properties. Three people have died have been injured five critically in the sudden collapse of a privately owned metal hangar that was being built at the airport in Boise, Idaho. Aaron Hummel is the city's fire operations chief. There was a, a large-scale collapse of the building, the framework of the building. Uh, I don't know what caused it. Uh, But I can tell you that it was a a pretty uh, global collapse that occurred. The main structural members uh, came down. It was fairly catastrophic. Federal investigators have already been on the scene. Police in a suburb of Philadelphia say a man killed his father and posted the aftermath on YouTube. KYW radio reporter Tim Jimenez says the video has now been taken down. Police say 32-year-old Justin Moan killed his father Michael Moan and cut his head off. And police say he held his father's head up in a YouTube video. He says his 68-year-old father was a federal worker, and in the clip, he ranted about the federal government, immigration, and conspiracies. An American warship in the Red Sea had a close call this week, says CBS's David Martin. In previous incidents, Houthi missiles fired in the direction of U.S. warships have been intercepted at ranges of 8 to 10 miles. But on Tuesday, the USS Gravely had to rely on its close-in weapon system to shoot down the incoming missile. The CEOs of TikTok, Snap, Meta, X, and Discord faced some tough questions from members of the Senate Judiciary Committee yesterday who say the companies are failing to protect children from sexual exploitation and bullying online. CBS News technology correspondent Joe Ling Kent was there. Meta CEO Mark Zuckerberg, along with the heads of Snap, TikTok, X, and Discord on Capitol Hill for a grilling from lawmakers. I know you don't mean to 
it to be so, but you have blood on your hands. The Senate Judiciary hearing room was packed with families, many of whom held photos of their children who have died by suicide due to online sexual exploitation. Senators focused much of their fire on Zuckerberg, who was forced to apologize directly to victims' families. Would you like to apologize for what you've done to these good people? The House has approved a $79 billion tax package that will make it easier for more families to qualify for the child tax credit. This is CBS News. Sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save nearly $750 on average. Call or click today and find out if we could save you hundreds on your car insurance. WTLP at 403. Good Thursday morning. Welcome to a new month, 1st of February 2024. Partly to mostly sunny, a mild day today. Almost spring-like, 55 the high, according to Veronica. 30 you're waking up to right now. Good morning to you. I'm Dean Lane. We thank you for taking us along through your early 4 a.m. hour when a Thursday morning ride. We begin with the latest on a Waldorf teenager sentenced to five years in a D.C. juvenile detention center. This after pleading guilty now to stabbing her friend to death outside a D.C. McDonald's last summer in an apparent argument over sweet and sour sauce. 16-year-old... Naime Ligon was killed. She was also from Waldorf. Minutes after the sentencing, Joy Ligon, Naima's mother, stepped outside the courtroom and said that she was relieved it was all over, but that justice had not been served. We knew that the maximum time, regardless, that she would get would be up to her 21st birthday, which I think is an injustice. Ligon said the family initially wanted to go to trial for first-degree murder, but now that teenager who pled guilty will remain in a youth detention center until she's 21 as part of the plea deal. This young lady lady committed an adult crime and was not charged as an adult. She could have been charged as an adult, but she wasn't. Lagon also told the judge that she just can't understand how her daughter could have been killed over sweet and sour sauce. In the district, Heather Gustafson, WTOP News. At 404 here at WTOP, we're learning Thursday morning now more about that frightening one-person crime spree that we told you about starting on Monday night in D.C., ending Tuesday morning locally in Prince George's County. It all started apparently with a carjacking and a shooting and ended when police in New Carrollton shot and killed the suspect. That man is now being identified Thursday morning as 28-year-old Artel Cunningham of Suitland. The officers involved in the shooting are Sergeant Byron Purnell and Corporal Carlos Batanga. Both are now on leave Thursday morning. Investigators are still trying to identify a motive here and say Cunningham may have been experiencing a mental health crisis at the time. At least one person was killed in that crime spree and other remains in what police are calling Thursday morning this hour very critical condition. In another case, we're looking at getting a look at just released body-worn footage of a shooting involving D.C. police. This happened last week. It shows what happened, apparently, when police shot and killed a man who jumped out of an ambulance and charged at an officer with a metal object during morning rush. The man was in a mental health crisis last Wednesday morning when police say he assaulted a paramedic in the ambulance, taking him to the hospital, and then bolted into traffic on North Capitol Street near Florida Avenue. Executive Assistant Police Chief Jeffrey Carroll says the man's family has been shown the body-worn camera video of the man coming out from under a truck with a metal object in his hand. The individual charged towards the officer, grabbed at him, and swung the metal object. At that time, the officer discharged his firearm, striking the individual. Chief Carroll says the metal object appears to be a tire pressure gauge. A use of force review is underway and the officer is on administrative leave. Dick Iuliano, WTOP News. Big change is coming to Baltimore. After 31 years under one family, the Orioles are on track 
You have new owners, and the man leading the new group says this morning his goal is simple. It's to win a World Series. The ownership group led by D.C. philanthropist David Rubenstein has a just over $1.7 billion deal on the table, which MLB owners still need to approve. Rubenstein, in a statement, says he's grateful to the Angelos family for the opportunity to join the team that he's been a fan of his entire life, he says. And he looks forward to working with the Orioles' owners, players, and staff. Other owners include Michael Arigetti, CEO of Aries Management, as well as some big names in sports, among them Orioles legend Cal Ripken Jr., who says the team has always been a part of his life and he looks forward to this opportunity. Also, NBA Hall of Famer Grant Hill is a part of it. Governor Wes Moore is also reacting, saying he's glad the deal will keep the team in Baltimore. Mike Marillo, WTOP News. Open the morning and out to school. Here come speed cameras locally in school zones coming to Prince William County. This is a pilot program for now. Cameras, we're told, will be put up around four different schools to start. Leaders expect to add more cameras as time goes on, they say. There will be a month-long warning period for violators. After that warning period, 30 days, violators will get a $100 fine for speeding in school zones. Superintendent Latanya McDade anticipates the cameras will keep kids safer. So it'll be interesting to see how this may support, you know, curbing some of the, the accidents that we've seen in those high traffic areas to ensure that our students commute to school and from school that they're safe. Prince William County will have road message boards, we're told, in place a week before to alert drivers to the new cameras. Coming right up after traffic and weather and your money news this early morning, a group of conservative leaders have been warning this week it would be a mistake to impeach the Homeland Security Secretary. We're in-depth with the latest coming right up this morning. It is Thursday morning, 1st of February, 408 on WTOP. Glad you're with Michael us. Michael and Sons heating tune-up for only $59. Michael and Son. Traffic and weather on the 8s and when it breaks. And, of course, a good Thursday morning to Ken Berger in the WTOP Traffic Center. Thank you, Dean. We've got a new uh, broken-down vehicle report at Beltway Inner Loop over by National Harbor Boulevard, uh, looking to see what lanes are blocked. Uh, there are no delays, however, as you roll past 210, heading to the Wilson Bridge, and that is about the only lane closure we're seeing anywhere on the Beltway, whether in Maryland or in Virginia, except for the express lanes in Virginia between the south entrance all the way to the north entrance. Roadside maintenance operations causing mobile alternating closures. A bunch of work zones up and down the 95 corridor in Virginia have cleared, so not seeing any delays between Springfield and Fredericksburg. And the earlier activity, southbound 395 approaching Washington Boulevard, exit 8A has cleared. So all lanes are open now, both sides of 395 between 14th Street and Springfield. In Maryland, though, we still have a couple of work zones going on, including in Anne Arundel County, northbound 97. After Route 50, right lane is blocked and also 100 westbound between WBNA Road and Telegraph Road, Maryland 170. The two right lanes remain closed because of the work zone. Also in Prince George's County on the uh, northbound BW Parkway ramp to 410 for New Carrollton. That ramp is blocked because of road work. And then 198 on Laurel westbound between 4th Street to 5th Street. Two left lanes remain blocked. Go electric to Fitzway. Looking for an electric car? Try the new Subaru Solterra, Hyundai Ioniq, or Toyota BZ4X. State and federal incentives available. Go electric at fitzmall.com. I'm Ken Berger, WTOP Traffic. Expect early morning temperatures easily in the 30s, between 30 and 38 degrees. Some scattered clouds. There is a chance with some of the ground moisture that we could have some patchy fog forming. Winds will be out of the southeast at about 5 miles per hour. Later today, that southwesterly wind will carry 
temperatures into the mid-50s with partly to mostly sunny skies. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. You're waking up to a chilly 30 degrees this 4 a.m. hour Thursday morning, February 1st here on WTLP. Brought to you this time around this morning by Long Fence. Save 25% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Six months, no payment, no interest financing. Terms and conditions do apply. Check them out. Go to longfence.com. It's 410. On WTOP, of course, we bring you money news at 10 and 40 past the hour. Here's Jeff Claybaugh. The Fed gives its clearest signal yet that rate cuts are coming, but also indicated it is not quite ready. Workers at Jose Andres' flashy D.C. restaurant, The Bazaar, say they want to form a union. D.C.'s Folger Shakespeare Library, with the largest collection of original Shakespeare play writings, reopens in June after an $81 million renovation. The Dow lost 317 points in Wednesday session. The Nasdaq fell two and a quarter percent. Jeff Claybaugh, WTOP News. Asian stocks finished mixed. The 4 a.m. hour check this morning. The AK closed down 275 points. The Shanghai was down 18. The Kospi, though, was up 45. The Hang Seng was up 81. Good morning. Glad you're with us here at WTOP. Time now is 4:11. At Cabinet Discounters, we truly love what we do. Transforming kitchens, bathrooms, basements, any room. Creating new ways to help you achieve your vision. And all within your budget. Visit one of our seven showrooms. Sit down with an experienced designer and build the kitchen or bathroom of your dreams. Call or go online today and schedule a free consultation at CabinetDiscounters.com. It's Cabinet Discounters, proud to serve you for over 40 years. Cabinet WTOP and 7 News First Alert Weather. Up to the minute forecasts you can count on. It's a beautiful morning. You're with Dean Lane on WTOP. Here's a highlight from Peter Romnus, cybersecurity principal for the CISO Advisors Office at Cisco Systems on Federal News Network's Cyber Industry Exchange. Oftentimes, our defenders get too much threat intelligence. So when you get in too much, it's the opposite problem of having not enough. So the ability to have the machines just get these feeds and automatically present options or automatically implement the changes is very helpful to the defenders. Listen to the entire discussion on Federal News Network. Search industry. Exchange. Cisco Umbrella for Government is a comprehensive cloud-native cybersecurity solution designed to protect federal, state, and local government agencies to accomplish their mission. With advanced security features, it ensures compliance with stringent government cybersecurity mandates. Umbrella for Government is backed by the power of Cisco Talos, one of the world's largest commercial threat teams, providing unmatched intelligence and threat protection. To learn more, visit umbrella.cisco.com. That's umbrella.cisco.com. Welcome to a new month. You're waking up this Thursday morning, February 1st, to what will be a mostly, partly to mostly sunny day. Mild spring-like, according to Veronica. We're going up to a high of 55 right now. You're waking up to 30 degrees in our nation's capital. Glad you're in with us this morning. I'm Dean Blaine. It's 413 on WTOP. This is WTOP News. House Republicans are taking their final steps now toward impeaching Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas, setting up a formal vote now targeting a cabinet secretary actually for the first time in almost 150 years. This morning, WTOP's own Dimitri Sotis talks about that with Washington Post live anchor Leanne Caldwell. 
House Republicans are still determined to move forward with this impeachment. It could come up on the House floor as early as next week. There's still a couple members who are undecided, Republicans, on how they will vote. But for the time being, it looks like it's moving forward. Democratic leaders say that Democrats will be united in opposition to these two articles of impeachment. Meanwhile, outside the halls of Congress, there is a growing number of Republicans even who are saying that this is not a good idea, including Michael Chertoff, who was the DHS secretary under President George Bush. It says anything that Mayorkas has done under a very difficult situation does not rise to the level of high crimes and misdemeanors. Some observers have also pointed out that while Mayorkas is in the process of possibly being impeached, he's also been working with senators to try to come up with a plan to actually fix the southern border to enforce the law there. So it's a a bit of irony, or maybe more than a bit. You have him being impeached on one end, but he is actually actively working to change things along the southern border. So you're absolutely right. He is involved in negotiations to come up with ways to change the law to secure the southern border and to stem the flow of migrants who are approaching the border and let into the country. And meanwhile, while he is doing that, House Republicans have already said before even seeing the text of this legislation that has not been released yet, that they do not want to support or move forward with any sort of bipartisan deal to secure the border. So you have Republicans in the House who are impeaching Mayorkas for what they say is not doing his job securing the border. Meanwhile, there could very well in a matter of hours and days be a deal on the table to try to secure the border and House Republicans have immediately and prematurely rejected it. In the spirit of fairness, Leanne, are there legitimate reasons to impeach Mayorkas or to question the way he's done his job? So there are questions the way he has done his job in the sense of the record number of crossings at the border. Mayorkas and the Biden administration say that they are doing what they can with under the circumstances that are given and the law that is currently written. But as some experts say, constitutional experts as well, policy differences and disagreeing with how someone does their job is not a high crime and misdemeanor. And that is the difference. There is no evidence of illegality in their articles of impeachment. Just they argue that Mayorkas, quote, willfully is not protecting the southern border. Washington Post live anchor Leanne Caldwell on Skype with our Dimitri Soda. She is co-author of the early 202 newsletter. Quick look at the top stories Thursday morning. We're following for you this early hour on TOP. A 16-year-old girl locally sentenced this week Wednesday after pleading guilty to stabbing and killing another teen outside of D.C. McDonald's over the summer. The people who are about to buy the Baltimore Orioles are speaking out about their dreams for the franchise, including the ultimate prize, raising the commissioner's trophy after winning the World Series. And on Friday, the bodies of three American troops killed during a drone strike on a U.S. military base in Jordan will head back to U.S. soil. Stay with us for more in just minutes. You are listening to 103.5 FM and WTOP.com. Are you prepared for an emergency or disaster? Because it's not a matter of if, but when. 
Don't find yourself saying, I'll trust water bottles and a flashlight to save the day, but I'll be proved wrong. With a tornado approaching, I'll realize that I like a wheelchair-accessible shelter. When the floodwaters rise, I'll be up in the attic with 20 cans of beans. It's a recipe for disaster. Let's prepare so we all have a better story to tell. Get started at ready.gov slash older adults. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. It's a blizzard of savings at Marlowe Furniture. This weekend, we're taking prices to all new lows with extra savings off Marlowe's new everyday low prices. Take up to an extra 25% off all dining rooms, up to an extra 20% off all sectionals and living rooms, up to an extra 15% off all bedrooms. Cool deals. Beautiful sofas, $7.97. Stylish dining sets, $8.97. Queen beds, $4.97. Plus 12 months, no interest financing. Friday through Sunday only in Marlowe Furniture with the area's largest showrooms under one roof since 1955. Thursday morning. February 1st. Welcome in. And on that morning when I wake up. You're with WTOP. I'm Dean Lane. Coming right up this half hour after traffic and weather. Doing more to combat juvenile crime in Maryland. We will tackle this challenge together. I'm Nick Ainelli. WTOP at 418. Ken Burgers in the WTOP Traffic Center this morning. Thank you, Dean. We've got reports of a broken down vehicle Bentley inner loop over by the I-295 interchange south of town. However, not seeing any uh, delays because of this as you make your way from 210 to and across the Wilson Bridge. Another accident reported in Prince George's County called out by uh, Prince George's County Police. Swan Creek Road at Livingston Road, also south of town. The other development around the area is fog moving in, especially at the bridges. So seeing some of that fog at the Wilson Bridge, also the Legion Bridge, uh, both between Virginia and Maryland. Also seeing uh, a little bit of fog also at the Chesapeake Bay Bridge. So if you encounter some of this fog, again, keep the low beam headlights on and use caution as you make your way around. I can tell you there is a very late volume of traffic. So not seeing any major delays anywhere that you go. So the Beltway looking good. Just about all lanes are open, both in Maryland and in Virginia, with the exception, of course, of the broken down vehicle south of town. There are no problems on 95 or 295 between the two Beltways in Maryland. 270 running well between Bethesda heading up into Frederick and no tr- no troubles on Route 50 in either direction as you make your way pa- from the Capitol Beltway all the way to the east. In Virginia, multiple work zones have cleared up and down the 95 corridor, so all lanes are now open between Springfield and Fredericksburg. No delays and nothing going on, nothing working right now on 395 in either direction between Springfield and the 14th Street Bridge. I'm Ken Berger, WTOP Traffic. There's a chance for a little patchy fog this morning. Otherwise, just some scattered clouds. Temperatures 30 to 38 degrees. Later today, mostly sunny skies expected. It's going to be gorgeous and quite mild. Temperatures will be running about 10 degrees above average in the mid-50s throughout the area. On Friday, some morning clouds and even a few scattered showers. That's our next weather maker. But it should be out of here by the afternoon, evening hours, giving us dry conditions for your plans to kick off the weekend. High temperature around 50 degrees on Friday. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. You're making up to 28 degrees in Manassas, 34 Metro Center, 33 in Frederick this 4 a.m. hour Thursday morning. It is February 1st, 2024. Thanks for starting your new month with us. We are looking at 30 degrees straight up and holding in our nation's capital right now. And coming right up this half hour on WTOP This Morning. How to make this tax season a painless one. 
I'm Scott Gelman. It's 421. Stay with us. Are you a family with child medical expenses and looking for relief? United Healthcare Children's Foundation is here to help. They offer medical grants that financially help families cover costs that are not covered or not fully covered by their commercial health insurance. So far, the United Healthcare Children's Foundation has awarded more than 34,000 grants worth more than $70 million. You don't need to be insured through United Healthcare to qualify. Visit grantsforkids.org. That's grantsforkids.org and apply for a grant today. Here are the top questions from homeowners in the new year. Can my roof survive another winter? And can my bank account survive if my roof doesn't? Trust PJ Fitzpatrick for the answer. Roofing done right the first time and roofing priced like it was last year. That's right. To keep their crews working this winter, PJ Fitzpatrick will set all prices back a year and guarantee your estimate for all of 2024. Plus, they guarantee their work for the life of your roof. Visit TrustPJ.com to schedule your free consultation and price lock guarantee. Good Thursday morning. Glad you're with us here at WTLP February 1st. It's 422 in the morning on WTLP. You're listening to WTOP News. A local bill that would broaden Virginia's revenge porn law clears a hurdle doing so this week on Wednesday in Virginia's House. That bill would make it against the law to spread new category of sexual images. Now, the issue of so-called revenge porn here took center stage, you may remember, in state politics just last year, especially during election season when news media reported on sex videos live streamed by Democratic House candidate Susanna Gibson and her husband. The state's current law only includes images of of persons that show them totally naked or in state of undressed as it is defined. This new bill would expand the law to cover images that are sexual in nature, even when no body parts are exposed. Stay tuned. Maryland leaders say they're doing more to crack down on juvenile crime these days. WTOP's own Nick Ionelli says this Thursday morning, the lawmakers are now proposing legislation that would, in part, provide better documentation of younger kids who get arrested. We will be improving the accountability, rehabilitation, and collaboration of our system writ large. That's Maryland Senate President Bill Ferguson announcing legislation that would require police officers who arrest a child to write a report about it every time it happens in order to close gaps between law enforcement and the Department of Juvenile Services. We will tackle this challenge together. Governor Wes Moore. We are all responsible for ensuring that children receive the rehabilitation that they need to get their lives on track. He says the legislation would increase the possible length of probation for kids and would expand the jurisdiction for the Department of Juvenile Services to include children Children under 13 for firearms-related offenses and car thefts. Nick Ainelli, WTOP News. Well, you might cringe at the thought of having defiled your taxes again this year, but WTOP Scott Gelman Thursday morning tells us there are steps you can take to make it a little easier. One of those is taking advantage of an IRS program. There are volunteer tax preparers who are actually trained and, and certified by the IRS to prepare returns for free. Paul Smith, D.C.'s taxpayer advocate, is also recommending that you file early. It is sooner the better. You know, obviously, if you're receiving a refund, you're going to want to get your return in faster. Smith says some people are reluctant to file. They're usually worried about getting audited. As long as everything on the return was done according to the law, you have nothing to worry about. Getting your taxes filed, even if you don't have a requirement, is the best way to take advantage of things such as the earned income tax credit. Currently in the district, there are about 30% of taxpayers who qualify for that credit who actually don't take advantage of the credit simply because they don't file a tax return. Scott Gelman, WTOP News. Or Thursday morning, Virginia's Attorney General Jason Miarez and his Tennessee counterpart are 
voluntarily suing the NCAA. They have filed an antitrust suit claiming the NCAA's rules are on how students can actually use their name, image, and likeness violate federal antitrust laws. The suit comes after it was revealed that the NCAA was investigating the University of Tennessee and a booster-funded NIL collective that works with its athletes. The ruling body of college athletics is already being challenged right now in the court system apparently on several different fronts, including over transfer rules and employment status for athletes. Stay tuned. You are listening to 103.5 FM and WTOP.com. Sports at 25 and 55. WTOP Sports Time, now 425. Let's check in once again this morning with Mr. Rob Woodforth is out. Well, it was fun while it lasted. The Wizards' first win streak in nearly a calendar year ends at two games after a 125-109 loss to the L.A. Clippers in 